section twenty of travels to oaxaca by nicholas joseph thierry de menonville an anonymous translation from the french this librivox recording is in the public domain thirteenth july the north wind very strong we were obliged to anchor till midnight fourteenth july at ten in the morning the land breeze fell the wind again blew from the north and in the afternoon we steered east-south-east at the rate of four knots an hour the temperature of the atmosphere on this sea is moderate for notwithstanding the sky was clear and the sun exhibited itself in all its splendor my thermometer at noon did not rise higher than twenty degrees centigrade seventy seven degrees of fahrenheit we were now about fifty leagues from campeche at five in the evening we came to our inn for the night for somewhat similar must our constant practice of casting anchor every evening at the same hour be esteemed we had an hour before seen a ship which was nearer inshore than ourselves we likewise saw another brigantine which we imagined to be the havana packet it sailed with the wind abaft and all its canvas out but still made less way than as though we had an adverse wind the whole day and night passed without rain but the quantity of dew that fell was considerable at eleven at night the wind changing we weighed anchor but made very little way the breeze from the southeast being very light and sinking to a dead calm by seven in the morning a calm that continued till the next day at ten when the north again sprang up fifteenth july this day the northeast at first feeble increased in strength so as to advance us a league a new anchorage at five o'clock we had no rain at sea though we distinguished it falling on shore we avoided a projecting bank which makes the water appear of a yellowish green color three leagues from the shore we likewise discerned the havana packet it was the same which had sailed five days before us from vera cruz and was now on its return to the havana the captain informed us that the governor the marquis de la tour had been recalled a new motive for self-congratulation at having effected my object without delay for could i flatter myself with ever meeting within any other governor who might succeed him so much kindness as i had met with from him as this packet was destined to campeche our captain forwarded letters by it at midnight we weighed anchor the wind southwest blew very feebly and by eight o'clock sunk into a calm sixteenth july at noon the northeast admitted of our tacking and made a little way but by three the wind increasing we were threatened with a storm after a violent fall of rain we cast anchor and sent a boat on shore opposite to a garita or sentry-box to take in twelve barrels of water and twenty-four fanegas of salt i was solicitous of visiting the salt pans here and of making a slight harvest of the plants of the country and of seashells but the dread i had left any injury should befall my insects and plants during my absence prevented my indulging myself with this gratification this was another sacrifice i had to add to the number i had already made on their account 
i had however on the other hand the satisfaction of already being in some degree compensated my vanilla threw out some branches my halap and my nopals were budding i had indeed lost a great many but the residue were in good condition and i had well-founded hopes of the most complete success seventeenth july we were detained all day by our pilot who with four sailors had gone on shore and never returned as he was an habitual drunkard we conjectured that intoxication had been the cause of his delay the breeze of morning had been feeble calm succeeded as usual and at three o'clock rain but with little wind the brigantine which kept us company advanced only a league the whole day long after passing the day in greatest anxiety of mind i advised the captain in the evening to fire a gun i was mad with vexation a charming breeze blew from shore and this night we might have advanced at least ten leagues unfortunately the captain was by no means a good sailor and we had not sufficient hands remaining on board to work the ship eighteenth july at length in the morning the boat returned with the sailors they had heard the report of the patereros though a league and a half distant to windward of us the pilot dispatched them with the salt but himself did not reckon upon getting on board before noon as he was waiting for fowls eggs and swine which the indians were to bring him the captain in a rage sent the boat again on shore with orders for his coming instantly on board he came by four o'clock and we weighed anchor but we had constant calms the whole day my pretty cardinal having got out of its cage and fallen into the sea the captain without my knowledge promised a good swimmer on board a bottle of brandy if he recovered my bird the sailor jumped at the proposal and the prospect of gain blinding him to the danger he precipitated himself into the sea from the cabin window and after swimming about ten or twelve fathoms recovered the little bird held it in his mouth and making for the rudder of the boat seized on the ring of it by means of which he held till a rope was thrown out to him by means of which he got on board i was uneasy in extreme the whole time he was in the water lest some of the sharks which are so common in this sea alarmed by the noise he made on plunging in should make for the spot and devour my bold adventurer and i felt mortified that the captain for a matter of such little value should thus have exposed the life of one of his crew fortunately he escaped and besides the bottle of brandy he earned a handsome pullicat handkerchief of which i made him a present we were at anchor opposite to a garita or watch-house in three fathoms water these watch-houses are huts of wood in form of square towers forty feet high and raised at the distance of every four leagues along the coasts of new spain in these sentinels are stationed whose duty it is to give advice to all vessels they perceive and these sentinels who are indians are relieved every four days it so fell out that one of those appointed on guard at one of these watch-houses being tired of his occupation 
asked our people to take him and his luggage on board with them and they very imprudently consented i say imprudently for it is expressly forbidden under the most severe penalties that any captain should receive an indian on board i had the curiosity to examine the packet of this poor fellow it contained provision for four days and consisted of a dozen tortillas of eight ounces each and about two pounds of the paste of maize coarsely ground which steeped in water forms a beverage singularly pleasing to the indians the man who came on board was stout and well made twenty-one years of age but had not a single hair on his chin he had been married two years but expressed not the least regret at leaving his wife on my inquiring whether he had any children he at first answered no but correcting himself as if he just recollected the matter he said he had one pequeñito or very little baby and as he said this he nodded his brows as if he wished to express that it was too small to be worth mentioning the fancy diverted us much nineteenth july we weighed anchor in the morning and steered the whole day before the wind a very light breeze from the southwest at seven we anchored and raised anchor again at eight the wind changing to the southeast it was but a puff which soon abated into a calm and we anchored but a breeze springing up we again heaved anchor and kept under sail the whole night through twentieth july this day the north and south winds enabled us to proceed at the rate of a league an hour the sky all the morning was overcast at three the wind fell and changed four times in less than half an hour at length came on a dreadful storm of rain after much entreaty i succeeded in inducing the collection of half a dozen barrels of rain-water thirty at least if care had been taken might in the time have been filled after the rain we steered east-south-east for our pilot pretending his object was to avoid the currents would not keep off the shore we therefore made frequent tacks and remained a long time at anchor in the evening we found ourselves opposite to the rio de largatos or the river of crocodiles which announced to us our having made eighteen leagues since the day before this was indeed a good day's work but we had yet forty leagues of shore to coast along at length we quitted these melancholy and tiresome shores for the open sea and deposited all our anchors in the hold but being immediately after overtaken by a calm we let down a small anchor at eleven at night the wind blowing again from the southeast we made sail anew it freshened soon to such a degree that from midnight to two o'clock we had advanced nearly twenty leagues and the sea had again resumed an indigo blue color had the weather thus continued we should have required but four days to reach the havana this was the first influence of fair weather we had had since our departure from vera cruz the circumstance delighted me so much as to serve as a counterbalance to the grief i experienced at the loss of fifteen or sixteen leaves of nopals in the space of three days 
to leeward we descried a wretched little boat soon we should have to see a number of considerable ships seas of our fortunate colonies how different your appearance from that of this melancholy gulf numerous and rich vessels furrow your bosom in every direction like our gay carriages on the magnificent roads of paris while the gulf of mexico is as bare of vessels as the cross-roads which lead to its insolent and wretchedly poor habitations twenty second july at three in the morning the wind had much slackened though from the twentieth we notwithstanding reckoned our progress to be fifty leagues and consequently that we were beyond a shallow which extends the space of two leagues at the extremity of soundings in the direction north and south and in latitude twenty three degrees north longitude two hundred eighty six degrees ten minutes from the meridian of tenerife in our reckoning we had erred for by two in the afternoon a scream of horror from the deck called us to the fearful sight of this bank which concealed under water extends itself right and left in branches through space of a league in breadth by three in length instantly we changed our tack and on sounding had a bottom of reddish rock in forty-five fathoms the rock apparently fragments of coral was blended with herbs the shelf seemed of a reddish color in every part and gave a ruddy appearance to the water fortunate was it for us that we encountered this shelf in the daytime had it been night we should have passed over it and probably have perished for though the sea does not break on this bank and though it appears to be covered by a depth of water the actual soundings upon it as well as the nature of the shelf are altogether unknown in remembrance of our having escaped this danger we drank two bottles of excellent cider of which the captain made me a present and which was equal to champagne and found our spirits heightened by the libation twenty third july we passed the night without any danger the south wind had blown but the ship made no way we caught a prodigious porpoise eight feet long by five and a half in diameter its tail was two feet broad the fish caught was a female in cutting up no doubt some of the lacteal ducts were separated as the animal yielded more than a quart of very pure and remarkably white milk one of the vessels from which this milk flowed was in diameter of equal breadth with my little finger the womb in which i very distinctly saw the fallopian tubes measured at the entrance of the vagina four inches and a half the exterior orifice was very straight callous wrinkled in folds and of a substance and tissue so close that with difficulty could one introduce the little finger nor did it appear susceptible of further expansion the diameter of the vagina easy of dilation was an inch and a half at the extremity of the vagina from the interior was a species of valve resembling that of a sucker of a pump very much wrinkled and highly capable of expansion and the internal capacity of the canal it formed of inferior length to the vagina appeared to be of similar diameter and equally fit for distension at the end was another sucker-like valve which served as a door 
to a second similar receptacle of rather greater capacity than the former finally there was a third receptacle closed by a similar valve with the extremity of which the two fallopian tubes communicated these were of a spongy substance and internally displayed an infinite number of vessels some of which seemed lacteal or lymphatic others conductors of blood but folded one within the other and crossing each other so that at the first glance they might be mistaken for a mass of little worms rolled up together in the stomach of the animal were several small fish which had already attained that state of digestion which made them look as if somewhat too much boiled the ship was surrounded by a numerous troop of these animals which notwithstanding their enormous size seemed in the water no larger than carp of eight or ten pounds weight twenty fourth july in the night we had a light wind but the day a dead calm at the rising of the moon in the evening the wind again rose twenty fifth at ten this morning we caught a shark it happened to be the squamas tiburo of linay it was five feet long had a fin at the anus five linear ports in the neck for the bronchiae of the pulse a large head and a broad neck its teeth in the lower jaw triangular of similar breadth but even sharper than lancets and about an inch in length of these teeth the animal has three rows the inmost row turns back on the gums those of the jaw are subulated like the teeth of a pike and as the others are an inch long this animal is of hideous appearance in the water and shines by day as well as by night it was harpooned with a javelin a foot long attached to a pole of six feet however hard its skin which resists the point of a knife it was not proof against this weapon but the monster made less resistance in the water and fought less on deck than did the porpoise we had caught before it was surrounded as usual by the pilot fish so called on account of its constantly advancing in front of the shark this fish is a kind of perch transversely striped with alterations of black and yellow part of the shark was cooked and placed on table but i could not prevail on myself to touch it notwithstanding it is a favorite dish with the people of campeche a predilection which speaks little for the delicacy of their taste as there is abundance of fish in their roadstead of exquisite flavor we afterwards caught another of such monstrous size that we needed tackle for lifting it on board it was a female but of a different species this animal was ten feet four inches french in length and from the back to the belly measured two feet and a half the skin of the back was perfectly blue of the belly white it had the same proportions as and resembled the one before described with the following exceptions the teeth of the upper jaw were curved towards the throat from the base they were moreover sharp pointed but rounded like barley and jagged like the teeth of a saw in the upper jaw it had but one row of teeth but in the lower three the head was not proportionately large though somewhat of the same shape being only more oblong 
and somewhat less flattened than that of the male the vagina was six inches in diameter and was not callous and in folds as i had observed in the dolphin the rectum terminated with the vagina in one common orifice which may be regarded as the anus by the side of the matrix were two prominences which might be taken for teats and of which the interior orifices terminated in the womb but had no communicant ducts whether glandular or lacteal the vagina was six inches long at the extremity it divided into two cavities two feet and a half in length by a breadth of a foot but susceptible of considerable distension the orifice of either of these trunks was filled with a spermatic matter the interior occupied by an extremely fine and spongy membrane attached throughout its whole length to the inward and upper part of the cavity and full of an infinite number of cells each containing an egg with its yolk and an embryo or fetus an inch and a half long the yolk of the egg was like but somewhat paler than that of a hen but the mucilaginous part instead of being white was of a greenish yellow resembling bile in order to extract an egg from one of the cells it was necessary to break the cell this cavity was assuredly an ovary the substance of it was of a whitish color transparent lymphatic greasy and the membrane easy to break disgust prevented my counting the number of eggs but in every ovary i certainly saw at least a hundred i took some of the feti and preserved them in rum i am not certain whether or no amphibious animals have two vagina but it appears very evident from dissections that they have two ovaries the shark was viviparous as i believe are all some of the feti which i noticed my having preserved i sent to mr dalbenton at noon we had a heavy fall of rain and for two hours successive showers this by occasioning wind enabled us to make a slight progress but at five we were becalmed and continued so until the moon rose when it began to blow pretty fresh twenty sixth july the wind of the night was succeeded by slight squalls by which we advanced about half a league an hour some showers fell but unattended by wind the crew were uninterruptedly employed in manoeuvring so as to catch the least puff but without success did we stand on either tack the sails scarcely filled and the ship barely obeyed the rudder we fell in with two amazingly large pieces of floating timber loaded with birds the pilot stated us by reckoning to be five and twenty leagues from the florida soundings our latitude was twenty-five degrees twenty seventh july the morning a dead calm provoking quietude discouraging inertia why must i thus be stayed exclaimed i repeatedly when it would be so grateful to my heart to reach our destination my cochineals brought forth now a second time and i had no more plants on which i could multiply them one young leaf of a nopal and one old one had just died one half of another had been consumed by a blata lucifera cockroach and i saw that i ran great hazard of losing the new generation 
however i had the consolation to see two plants of vanilla throw out other branches a number of bonitos swam about our ship the name applied to this species of curafena is derived from the spanish bonito the augmentative of bueno good and signifies very good or excellent we likewise saw some dorados and other species of curifena the equivalus of linnae one of these was caught by our men from head to tail it measured four feet three inches and at the stomach was a foot and a half in diameter the sea contains no fish more beautiful nor indeed another that equals this in beauty the body is of a golden yellow resplendent above a changeable green marked with round spots an inch in diameter of an ultramarine blue the fins and tail are a brilliant green in calm weather its shining colors render it distinguishable at the depth even of fifty feet end of section twenty